Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Valerie. Joining me today is Christine Till, and Christine's here to talk about radio. Christine and I were on a panel together for the SPMA up in Saskatoon a number of weeks ago, and we had a chance to kind of talk together, not with each other, but I was um, I was impressed with, with Christine and, and what she had to say, and I wanted to explore that a little bit further. So enjoy the conversation. Christine, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure, and it's great to uh, be able to have a chance to talk to you in a, in a bit of a longer format. We just uh, briefly sort of shared answers to questions before. Yeah, we got to talk beside each other, but not to each other. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christine, can you uh, share with people what it is you do and, and where you work? For sure. Um, well, my name is Christine Hill. I am the sales manager for Rock 102, a uh, radio station in Saskatoon. Um, I've been at Rollco Radio for just over 15 years, so I've been selling radio for, for that long. Um, I started right out of the Edwards School of Business, and um, my first role was selling C95, which is our pop station here, and then uh, I eventually got the chance to be on the rock team and, and now manage it. So um, I've had a chance to work on um, a little bit on our news talk station as well, though not as much. Um, but I've been in radio my whole professional career. Wow. And wh- what drew you to radio? Um, well, you know, I've always really enjoyed music. So probably right out of university, it was kind of this na- naive idea that I'd be kind of able to work in that world. And, and I do in some aspects because I tend to know about concerts that are coming sooner and, and different things like that. Um, but it was just kind of the idea that it was an, it seemed like an exciting industry to be in. Um, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's, I mean, it's a little bit of taste of Hollywood in, in, you know, little city like Saskatoon. So you get to do a lot of fun things. Um, it's certainly not serious. And, um, and we, we have a lot of fun with what we do, and we have a lot of fun with our clients. So I'm, I like that idea that I get to go to work and have fun all day, and, and uh, no one gets hurt. Oh, yeah, I love radio. Yeah. I, um, I, too, had my start or got started in radio and uh, still miss it. It's, uh, it's a great, great, great environment, but, man, it's hard work. It is a lot of hard work. Yeah, like we we like to work hard and have fun, but it's a lot of hard work first. And um, yeah, there's a lot of hustle. But but I think if you're wired that way, it's you wouldn't want it any other way. I think it would have a really hard time working at a bank, for instance. Cause oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get out. I gotta go get away from my desk and go see people. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So when you um, when you talk to businesses and you uh, deal and have dealt with a lot of businesses um, mm-hmm. and talk to them about radio and the value of radio, sort of what is the what is the pitch that um, a business uh, why should a business consider radio or what, where does radio really fit well? Yeah, well, I definitely think that the view of radio has changed over the time that I've been working um, here. Um, you know, it, there there was a time where you would walk in and say, "I'm from the radio station." They go, "Oh, cool, sign me up." But I think there's been a lot of other choices in the uh, in the marketplace in the last ten years, and and I think a lot of times business owners are, um, you know, there's some sometimes confused about the choices that they have in front of them. And, um, you know, as with anything, when you're not entirely fully educated on all the options available, you kind of look at everything with a bit of a, I don't know, a hesitancy. Um, 
So when we go in and talk to businesses, we really talk about the fact that we can we can tell their story. We can uh, talk to a large audience that's local, um, that has people who are really interacting with the content on a regular basis. So, you know, what I think radio does really well in our communities is that it is that local uh, voice for finding out what's going on in your town and what do people think about it. Because we can we not we not only report the news and what's happening, but we also get people's takes on what that means to them. And um, you know, we have you know everyone in Saskatchewan loves to talk about the weather, but we can talk about how the weather <laughs> how the weather affects your day or you know construction season like we're in right now. How is that going to affect your commute? And it can be that person kind of talking you through your day and and kind of riding shotgun with you through the whole day. Um, the other thing that we talk about is that, uh, you know, on radio, there's a level playing field. Um, you can really, your radio ad, and we feel really confident in our creative writing department, of course, in our production at Relco, um, your radio ad can stand next to something that was produced, you know, nationally or internationally. And because you're working in audio, um, you really have a level playing field. Whereas, you know, now on television and things like that, you almost have to produce a mini movie mm-hmm. to be able to compete with the, you know, the big guys that, that, that have, you know, the multi-million dollar budget. So, um, you know, we're able to use the theater of the mind and people's imagination to paint a picture of what um, consumers can expect from that business. And, and we can do a really, you know, professional job of it. And, um, and there's no extra charge for that. You, you know, once you're on the radio, we take care of all the creative services for you. Um, the other thing that we talk about often is how people get personally connected to their radio stations. So, um, you know, the personalities that we have on the air, it is like that person that wakes them up in the morning and is with them on their morning commute. And maybe it's the person that they're listening to on their computer while they're at their cubicle at work all day. You build a relationship with the radio station. And so uh, each of our radio stations has their own tribe of people who follow it along. And I know on, on the rock station that I work for now is, um, you know, we see a lot of the familiar faces coming out to all of our events because they, it's like they're trusted friends. So we, we're doing this big thing at, um, at, you know, this location and these people show up. We ask them to show up and they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other thing that we also often talk to businesses about is, is the fact that radio really works well in a, in a marketing mix. It can really help boost other things that you're doing. So if you are, you know, we, businesses have to have a great website. So um, once you build that beautiful website, how do you get people to go there? And radio can be a great way to drive traffic to to a website. Um, it can be a great way to augment um, any social media or email campaigns that you're doing with your clients. Um, it's just another big voice to tell more people to, to look out for you. Yeah. You know, it used to be, and maybe it still is, like radio was uh, kind of an immediate medium. Is that, is that still something that it's really great at? Yeah, well, we can we can certainly change on a dime. I mean, if something you know, breaking news is a great example. I mean, when a story breaks, as soon as we know about it, we can go to the air and tell people right away. And um, and in a lot of cases for advertisers, we can do that not necessarily as quickly, but if something changes in their world, we can have that message on the air within a, you know a matter of a few days um, because we have all the production ability in house, and um, you know as long as we have the voice, voice artist and a writer to write down, we can get your ad on fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of times businesses think about us as, you know, one or the other. They either think of us as the, the business that can tell people something about things that are happening right now, or 
or they think we're only great for branding. And I, I mean, any great medium, most of them have the ability to do both. And I think radio does a great job of, you know, we can be the person that's just kind of always there reminding you that this business exists, or we can throw a great big sale for you this weekend and, you know, blow out a bunch of inventory for you. So we can do kind of both of those things. It's, um, how, how do you find businesses are like using it very effectively? I think the most effective way to use radio is with that long term in mind. Um, we know that people need to hear a message, uh, you know, three times in seven nights sleep is what we usually say before it starts to hit into long term memory. So for a lot of businesses, in order to get that kind of frequency to get the reaction that they're looking for right away, they have to spend an awful lot of money if they want really short term quick results. Mm-hmm. But long term, it just kind of keeps, um, it, it, it's like exponential over time. So if you're on the air for for three months, chances are you're starting to just break through the surface of telling everyone in the city that listens to that station who you are, what you do, and why they should care. And um, not a lot of purchases are made, you know, in a split second. A lot of times people think about what they want to buy over a period of weeks or months, or if it's a big purchase, you know, it could be longer than that. And so we we really feel that the businesses that have gotten the most benefit from advertising in the radio are the ones that have been able to be there, you know, not necessarily shouting the loudest. They might just be having a nice, quiet conversation with people for a long time, um, but they, over the years, have seen their business, you know, you know, some in some instances, double, just because that's they're talking to people all the time, and they become that place that people think of first when it's time to shop for that product. Yeah, you really get that top of mind. How how um, how often, if if you're doing that kind of strategy, how often do you need to, uh, I guess, keep the conversation fresh or or get new ads? I. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's no perfect formula for it, but I think often, we often say when a, when a client is just starting to get tired of hearing their ads, it's probably when it's just starting to work. Um, we all, you know, it's like anything. I'm sure if I listen to this podcast later, I'm going to hear my voice and think it sounds really annoying. Um, <laughs> no. The same thing happens. <laughs> the same thing happens when people listen to their own ads. It wears on them differently. So just as they're starting to go, oh, okay, it's time to change it. It's probably start to, time to start thinking about changing it, but it, maybe let it go just a little bit longer. Usually, you know, six to nine weeks is about for a branding message is how long you would want to, to run it. Um, but that being said, we often will take messages and, and only mildly tweak them or change them because if you're really talking about what a business does best, um, that doesn't necessarily change all that often. So mm-hmm. you might just want to freshen it up a little bit, maybe give the, the listener just one more new thing to consider. Um, but we're really big on, you know, kind of coming up with a, a long-term strategy. You know, if it's um, we have an insurance company here in Saskatoon that has uh, they use a fairy godmother voice as their, their message. So the fairy godmother is always a part of the, the campaign and we just change a little bit about what she's talking about each time we change the commercials. But essentially they're all the same. It's like a, like a little mini-series, essentially. <laughs> That's nice. You know, like I mentioned earlier, radio is one of my, I have a, a, a soft spot in my heart for radio. And I worry now because I know, um, you know, with digital media, with mm-hmm. uh, online, um, the traditional medias are are often ignored, and and some for for good reason. Some have just you know not relevant anymore. How mm-hmm. how is radio staying relevant? Like, how are you, or or how are you working? I guess with digital. Yeah. 
Well, I think radio, I believe, is still very relevant. I think that there have been new options in in the market that, you know, the, the shiny new toy is always going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, and you're right. There are some traditional mediums that are struggling um, with, you know, they're, you know, centralizing outside of their market. So, you know, they're not as local as they used to be or, um, you know, that people have just choose to use that product in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been doing, um, we, radio has always been changing. There's always been something that was going to be the, the thing that killed radio. So, I mean, when yeah. cassette, cassette tapes and records and um, MP3 players and, you know, even satellite radio, you know, all those things were going to be the death of radio. And the, the one thing that I love a lot about radio is that we've always been able to change and adapt. So one of the exciting things that came out in just the past year is the uh, Radio uh, Player Canada app. So you can listen to radio from your phone uh, anywhere that you can get a cell signal. So um, so if you're traveling, you know, we, we hear from a lot of people if they travel into the States um, and they obviously can't get their terrestrial signal, they can listen to their radio stations on their phone or on their computer. Um, it's, it's just we've gone, we've gone digital. Mm-hmm. You, can get us, you can get us on many more platforms. So that's one way where we've, we've worked really hard to make sure that we can stay relevant in that way and that you're not traditionally, it used to be you're listening to radio in your car or maybe you have, I know when I was growing up it was a radio on the top of the microwave yeah. and it was always kind of on in the background. Now you can listen, you know, pretty much anywhere you go. Um, the other thing to, we're doing too is we realize that people are, are much more focused on uh, specific measurement and that's not something that's new. I mean, clients for decades have always wanted to know is their marketing working? That, that's not new. But the idea of, of putting things into charts and graphs and things like that, th- that's something that digital is able to do quite quite well. Um, so what we have done with a lot of our partners is we've done a lot of work on research to show, um, you know, do A-B testing in markets and things like that to show research on ROI and um, things that happen after, you know, here's a, here's a campaign that ran in this market with no radio, and then we ran the same campaign with radio. What was the difference in when we went back to consumers, and what was the difference in sales lift? So we've been doing a lot of research and getting a lot of great results back about stuff that we kind of knew anecdotally, but now we know with facts and figures to say, no, no, this research has been done, and here's what we're finding. And it's, and I mean, the big companies like Nielsen are, are doing the research, you know, there's um, studies from Radio Gauge and um, those sorts of, they're big, big, um, robust reports from across Canada, the UK, the United States and beyond. And um, so, you know, if you have an appetite for charts and graphs, we can show you those too. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's kind of can compare apples to apples. And um, but I mean, at the at the base of it, to show relevancy, we really just want to make sure we're showing results and that we're giving clients sound strategy. So um, sometimes my concern when businesses are very focused on um, measurability and, and they, they, are they measuring the right things? And yeah. what we talk with our clients a lot of time is, um, you know, you can get tons of people to come to your website, but if they don't turn into a sale or if they don't take the action that you want, you're, that, that's not necessarily a good thing. You, you need people to put cash in your, your, in your till. Um, so we work a lot on measuring those sorts of things and traffic to the store and uh, maybe they're old-fashioned metrics, but I still think that they're the best ones. Yeah, well, no, they are. That, that is the only measurement that really matters is yeah. what, what are the business results at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Do you still, or what are the what are the measurements now for audiences uh, in Saskatchewan? How often do you, or do you need to find out, like how many people are actually listening to specific radio stations? 
how many people. Yeah. Well, we do have, um, so Saskatoon and Regina are both rated markets um, through Numeris, and that's done uh, twice a year through a diary system. Uh, so uh, in larger markets, it's done differently. Um, in markets like Calgary and Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, they use uh, a PPM system, which is um, basically peop- a, a cross-section of people in that community carry around a little device that looks like a pager and picks up a uh, signal that's not detectable to our ears, but it is be able to be picked up by that PPM. And it tracks every radio frequency that you're exposed to. And uh, at the end of the night, the people wearing those pagers dock, put it into a little dock when they go to bed, and, and all of the information is uploaded into the system and sent out on a, on a pretty regular basis. In Saskatoon and Regina, we don't have the market size for that, and so we have twice a year a diary system that goes out to a cross-section of people in our communities, um, asking them to basically mark down any radio station that they were exposed to. And I believe it, it asks for more than radio as well, basically media that they're exposed to. And it's not an entirely perfect system, but it's the system that we have. Um, and uh, what we use it for mainly at our radio stations is, is to look at programming changes that we've made. So, you know, if we've adjusted our music or if our news talk station has changed um, personalities in their talk formats, um, we look at trends over, you know, several books to see what has happened and, and, uh, and what, what has shown up in those diaries. As far as talking to businesses in the communities, we don't tend to talk about ratings all that much because we really do believe there are no radio stations that exist in our communities that couldn't move the needle for a business. And so um, what we try to do is we try to... you know, price our products accordingly so that you can kind of decide how big the audience is based on the pricing that you're paying. Um, But we find that ratings often just complicate the situation. And really what we want to do is we want to talk to businesses about um, their strategy. So um, I can go into business and I might work for the biggest radio station or the smallest radio station. I know that I have enough listeners on my station to make a difference in their business if I have a strong strategy. So, um, so in both of the markets, we don't, we, and it's not necessarily just our company, but mo- we kind of agree as a group, it doesn't help us all that much to lead with ratings. Um, most businesses who are buying with ratings are using an, an outside agency or na- are buying nationally across the country. How has um, how has digital changed radio, or has it changed radio at all? Um, I think it's changed in radio in a few ways. It's definitely changed how we communicate with our audience. Um, you know, it used to be that we would ask people to call in and tell us what was going on, and now we have people contacting the radio stations through, uh, well, social media, through text, through mm-hmm. um, a whole bunch of manner of different ways. Um, and then we're also able to post more content online as well. So we can be talking about something that we're doing in the studio, and we can say, well, go to our Facebook page and check out what we're doing because we're doing Facebook Live. Um, so from a programming perspective, it's definitely changed things. From a business and advertising standpoint, it's also changed the way that we talk to um, our listeners because there are more ways for listeners to reach out to businesses. So it used to be that we would put phone numbers in ads um, and use up, you know, all those precious seconds to talk about, you know, 306-477. <laughs> um, 
And now we don't need to do that because we know that most people, when they hear an ad and if it, it, it moves them enough to, to search more, to look into more information, they're probably going to Google the business the business's yeah. name. Yeah. So we focus a lot more on um, on name recognition and why they would want to call that business or get in contact with that business. And, um, and we don't necessarily even say their website address because we know the first step is that people are going to um, going to Google them and go to go online um, so and we also we're cognizant of that when we're writing the commercials too so uh, and then we also talk to our businesses about so if the radio ad is going to send people to your website what does your website look like mm-hmm. when they get there are they going to be able to find what they need and so even though we're not in the website business we do talk to them talk to businesses a lot about what they should have in a website and what's important and what's not necessarily so important um, because really the whole goal is to get the person from you know excited about the idea of contacting the business through contacting the business and then making an ultimate purchase so um, I think that the the way that people shop has changed a bit mostly because of the access of information online. Yeah, for sure. I like that. I think that's really interesting, the cross-platform stuff. And and whether that's from a business, but I'm really curious about how it's working or uh, how it's working for you guys. Like when you do do that, um, you know, uh, see this on Facebook or uh, we've got more information here or even the Facebook Live. How How is the uptake on that? Is it Are people engaging? From a programming standpoint, like our yeah. listeners engaging yeah. with our talent? Absolutely. I mean, um, we do a really fun contest here on Rock 102 in the fall called Dirty Deeds. And uh, it's basically we ask people to do crazy things for a chance to win $10,000. Mm-hmm. So... Um, now, one of the great things about radio is that you can explain to people, here's what's happening, and here's how this is going, and here's what this guy is going to do. So um, one of the guys, one, one of the people that, uh, that entered the contest, they had to eat an entire turkey. It was around Thanksgiving. <laughs> they had to eat an entire turkey in order to get their entry into the contest. So, I mean, we would check back in with the, the, the young guy to see, how are you doing on the turkey? Oh, he looks like he's got two drumsticks and a wing down. Um, but if you wanted to go to the website, you can go and check it out, and then people would, they would cheer him on or say, oh, that's so gross, or oh, you'll never want to see turkey again. But we know that people like to interact that way. Um, we're also finding that we're getting uh, a lot more people requesting songs that way. Um, it's, it, works, it works really well. And again, if people are listening to the radio on their phone or on their desktop there it's at their fingertips already um so yeah we've had great uptake and then you know in fact we've changed the way we talk to our audience in a lot of ways just to make sure that they are you know they're able to reach us in more more ways well it's proof in a lot of ways that you can make those two channels work together since the, the the phones are right in our hands and if you're listening to something whether it's the radio or whatever you can you still have access to to that information. Do you see many businesses, you know, using that much, or or is there opportunity there? Maybe. I think that there there, there certainly is. I mean, the, the challenge is is that you can. It, it's the partnership of the two, right? So um, I think a lot of times. Uh, businesses, you know, they'll think, well, they're stretching their budget. They're just going to do things online. Um, but if they don't actually have people driving to see that, yeah. um, they're doing a lot of work for not necessarily a lot of results. Mm-hmm. Um, there's research that shows that, you know, if you're using radio in conjunction with an online strategy, you can see increases in traffic of up to 30% um, in very short order from just telling people more about your business in a 
you know, kind of a more mass media way um, and just encouraging that search to go on to the next step. So, um, you know, doing, doing online alone will do only so much. If you add the boost of radio behind it, you're just going to see that much more, um, you know, the, the masses of people coming your way. And so, um, and then they can kind of play off of each other. So we often say radio is like the, the best big word of mouth around. Just tell more people about you. And if you've got something good, then more people will just keep talking about you. So, What, what advice would you give, Christine, for a marketer or a business that maybe wants to find out more or consider trying radio? Um, well, I think I, I know at Relco we train our, our advertising consultants very well to be very consultive. So um, if we call you, take a meeting with us, or if you're interested, call us for more information. Um, you know, there's no pressure to do anything. You can just ask a lot of questions, and that's what we do too. Is we'll ask a business a lot of questions. Um, I would say talk to other businesses that use radio too, and um, and realize that you know. Radio is a great medium to do a lot of things. It can you can put a lot of power behind your message if you have um, broadcast media like radio pushing the message out to the, the entire community. Um, we often we will do um, information sessions at our radio station uh, kind of every few months where you can come and find out more about the research that's being done and to uh, return on investment with radio. Um, so, you know, those are always available. And, um, and then there's lots of information online, too, that you can look at and find, you know, case studies on, on the success of radio. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that is be open to the possibilities. I think a lot of small businesses have budgets that are they're, they're very precious. So you want to make sure that you've looked into all the possibilities and, and go with something that you feel good about. Mm-hmm. So the podcast is uh, Lessons Learned in Marketing. Christine, what, um, what lessons have you learned or what's the, a, a lesson that you can share? Hmm. Um, <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, I think, I think maybe the best lesson that I've learned is that most big things start out small. Um, I think I can think of a lot of businesses that I've had the chance to work with, and um, when we first started working together, they were just small businesses, and they were just starting out, and and they couldn't do a lot, but they had a focused strategy and they had a plan, and um, and I think that's true in a lot of life is that if you have a a plan and you start out small, eventually small things become big things. Mm-hmm. And I think in marketing, that's a lot that, that, that that's true as well is, um, if you don't think that you can own an entire audience or do an entire thing, start small and own a piece of it and, and build from there. Um, because if you have focus and you have a strategy, there's not very many things that can, can back off of that. And, and you'll always be looking at the strategy to make sure it, it's, it's reaching your goals and it's talking, it's, it's, it's accomplishing what you want it to do. That's, that's great advice. And I've, I've seen that even with, um, uh, well, I would call small ideas or someone has tried a little small thing and then it's just escalated and over time becomes, uh, a, a large campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Christine, thanks so much for talking with, with me today. I really, I really do appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to connect. So how can yeah, people, no, it was- how can people get a hold of you or reach you if they needed to, uh, wanted to talk to you more? Um, 
for sure. Well, um, you can uh, find me on uh, our Rock 102 website and under the Contact Us. Um, I'll be the sales manager there. Um, we also have a brand new Rollco Radio website that you can go and you can find all of our sales managers on there if you have any questions. Um, and we're always happy to, to chat and, and point you in the right direction. Um, and, uh, and other than that, I guess you can see me at some of the Saskatchewan Professional Marketing Association events coming up in the next little while as well. Excellent. Thanks again, Christine. Thanks so much, David. 